like crispy um, and really mm, I could like I could eat you right now. <laughs> okay. Nice. Know what I mean? No one knows what it's like to be the bad man to be the sad man behind the blue eyes no one knows what it's like to be hated to be faded to telling only lies but my dreams they are as empty I know. Anyway, that's our intro. Boys and girls, welcome back to the Jag Daniels podcast. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. We've had, we had to stop for a while because, um, because of school and we had our exams and stuff. But um, Tragic, we should be back you know. now. We're going off into college, so we should have a bit more time <laughs> to try and give you guys some episodes. But yeah, it has been a while. Anyway, my name's Dan. It's Jack. Also known as Isgrove. What's and, up? Yeah. And yeah. today's episode is an album that we've been wanting to do. And Literally. it was one of the first ones on our list, I think, wasn't it? Pro- something like sure that, yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to say, um, the day that we're recording this, was it? Um, Saturday, 14th of August. It is Saturday. 50 years old. August 14th. <laughs> Yeah, oh my God. 50 years old today, Literally as of we're recording. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully it should be out. Hopefully the podcast should be out this evening. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So happy birthday to Who's Next by The Who. What an amazing album. I, I've honestly, this is I've been listening to this since I was like, what, five? It must be, but yeah. Their magnum opus, would you say? I'd say. Oh yeah, He's like a- they've released a fair few amount of like amazing albums, like before this, couple after this, but I don't think anything really lives up to the standard of this album. Oh no, no chance! Killer, killer to killer. <laughs> Their biggest up until Who's Next was Tommy, and that wasn't yes. even amazing. That was such a landmark in terms of rock music as a whole because like you had the sort of conceptualism of an opera and a story with people like Keith Moon so yeah and that's that was such a big thing back in the day that probably you had that you had that with like maybe Sergeant Peppers and all of the psychedelia that came out 67 but I feel like Tommy was the first one to properly tell a story the whole way through. Absolutely. Yeah. And the way that just... the way that Pinball Wizard the charts was like <laughs> insane. Legit. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's... enough babble. Let's get on to what everyone's been waiting for. Yes. Let me say that again. Let's get on to what no one's been waiting for. We've just decided <laughs> to do it again. So Yeah. Um Literally. nine piece album. 
as usual, we go from worst to best. Yeah, let's get started. I just wanted to say something interesting about um, how the album came about because oh yeah, launch, launching off of um, where the Who were in '71, like you had Live at Leeds, which was just released a year before, which is such a powerhouse of an album. Would recommend and. You could say they were in a slight bit of a rut because, like, they had all these massive projects that they released, like, the couple years before, and they were like, oh, my God, how do we top this? So you had Lifehouse, this um, this opera which um, Pete Townsend was working on. And the story, to any of the, um, the, the Who purists listening, like, this might be a bit like, inaccurate, but the story was something like, um, in like tw- in the 21st century, um, climate change had destroyed everything. And um, yes. in order to combat this, um, a British fascist government introduced this um, server called The Grid, where humans could go and live in a suit and be connected to um, basically everyone. So sort of like, Townsend literally invented the internet before it was invented. Um, And the idea is it revolves around this hacker, let's say, who um, discovered um, or rediscovered um, 20th century rock music and sort of fell in love with it and thought that that was a way to almost rebel against the government. So what, what they did is they found an old um, rock-like stadium and um, yeah. a concert attended by, like, a couple thousand people in, like, protest of just... And, and it was all about, like, finding the song in everyone. And he was about finding the, the one note, let's say, that will, like, unify humanity and all that anyway mm. i'm rambling but <laughs> the um, the project was seen as too overblown by the record label the band members and pete scrapped it in the end and yeah songs written was were taken onto this album i think i think eight of them really? like the majority of the album is from yeah. the house project but they just pulled it over to this project and made it was it's sort of just like a smaller more commercial life house let's say yes yeah basically and the fact and- there was there was so much competition at the time as well like back in 71 you yes. had you had yes you had T. yes deep purple were coming on the deep scene purple. led zeppelin yeah. you had all everyone of that. Was for them for them oh yeah there was Oh, it was huge. And for them at the time, under like all the pressure of like being in the music industry at that time, for them to produce something that incredible. I know. <laughs> Literally. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we spent 10 minutes just chatting. Let's... I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, um, let's get to the rankings. So, so like I said, number... what's the best? Yes. Uh, yeah. Our number nine spot. This one got a beating absolute beating mm. is the song is over and side one this and like, 
Mm-hmm. Nah. Tell me. Why is it at nine for you? That's quite low. So number eight on our list is... <laughs> I, d- oh, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. I think, for me, I put this at eight. There's... Um, it doesn't... It just doesn't click a bell with me. This... Um, it was originally intended to be the closing track of the Lifehouse project, yeah. Yeah. And there's references in the actual album version to, like, the one note and all that. And, I mean, I really like the intro. I really like the pianos. and Oh, yeah. How... It's, it's, it's a great intro. Yeah, totally. But I just think it sort of loses it a little bit when Roger comes in and... The key keeps changing. What's up with that? Like, oh yeah, that 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 is quite annoying. It does. It doesn't really resonate with me as much as the whole album would, which is a shame because I love that intro. Just the yeah, I, I don't yeah doesn't click with me personally. No, it didn't. It didn't quite click with me either. I mean, yeah, the piano was great, and it was. Let's be honest, it was a good way to end slide one, but yes. I feel like they could have put a bit more effort into it. Yeah. And I don't... And, like, I feel like the lyrics feel... I mean, naturally, they're open to interpretation, but they feel a bit, like, ambiguous for what was supposed to be the end of a whole opera. I mean, maybe that's the point, but for me, that's just a bit... I don't know. Don't get me. Don't get me. Does not get me... Yeah, no, I can yeah. I completely see where you're coming from there, and yeah, yeah, it's like you you can tell that it could have been a hit song, but I feel like they worked too hard on it, but at the same time, Maybe. not enough. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. Yeah. I get you, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, like also because at the time, uh, someone else it was Elton John. He was time, and he was obviously yeah. like piano ballads and stuff on some of his albums. Yeah, and piano man. Don't quote me yeah, on that. <laughs> I feel like they it, it it seemed as if they were trying to replicate some of his stuff. Maybe, yeah. I might be wrong. Also, when it that, that's what it, it felt like we. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. About that. Number eight. No, um, number eight. Love ain't for keeping. Love ain't for keeping. Even. This was nine for you. This was your nine. Why was it your nine? It was nine. I mean, I like the track, but it's two minutes, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it? I thought it was longer than that. No, literally like two minutes. Oh, it's yeah, like, two minutes ten. It's just like acoustic guitars, rock and roll. No, it doesn't hit me. I feel like so, I like some of the lyrics, some of the imagery in the lyrics, but it's just too short and too unmemorable for me. Personally, yeah, that's fair. I enjoyed it, it because died. of the acoustic, because it, it, it yeah. at points it sounded like quite bluesy, and I really yeah. like I really like that. Well. Yeah, I just that's... think it's quite out of place in the whole album. Yeah, like, yeah, it is massive. fairly out of place. But the way that the way that it fades into my wife was yeah, yeah, I I agree I, with that. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Fair. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's that's, my that's why I put it at number seven. I put that. Maybe because yeah. Yeah, the, the transition between the two songs was very yeah. 
Because you didn't get that a lot of the time. Yeah. Some, I mean, you started to a bit more in the 70s when people started to become more conceptual because of yeah. things like Tommy and <laughs> all the yeah. influence of The Who. And the Wall album, the Wall, that was just full of yeah. transitions. Yes, that's the best um, rock opera ever made. You can quote me on that. <laughs> Cheers. Number seven. <laughs> Number seven. Um, going mobile. I. This is a good. This shoot. was this six. Is this, I was. This is a good. I. Yeah, I was. listened to this album um, before doing this, of course, and I did. I forgot this track completely. You know, it was quite cool. It's quite a just cool. Track. It was recorded without Roger Daltrey. Really? He was just. Yeah, he was not in the studio at all. Oh. Fair enough. Because it's it's Townsend doing lead vocals and oh yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I also um, the wah solo, the flipping wah solo. <laughs> oh yeah, that was oh that was my Yeah, it's quite subdued but quite neat at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and there's also this, there's this great lyric. Um, what is it? It's like the police and the tax man can't touch me, and that just makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that as well. Where did you put this? You put this at six. Why? It's I six. put it. At, I put it at six because it's like it's a really good tune. And it's it's memorable in places, but like yeah, like you said, you just sort of forget that it was there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not high point. But it's not a low point. Not. Oh yeah, it, it exists filler, somewhere in between. But it's good filler, you know what I mean? I think I think Yeah, no, I think that you did that you got the right one. I think it deserves its place at number five. Yeah, totally. In yeah. middle of the road. I mean literally middle of yeah. the road, because I talked about <laughs> like living in a caravan. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what else can you do? I mean Good tune. Yeah. Six. Speaking of good tunes, number six is. Oh getting my god, in tune. number six. Getting in tune. I love this song so much. It was and it was really it great. You put it at I eight. know. It was, it's it's really great, but I feel like there's better songs on the album. Really? Okay. That that's obviously being one of the best just in place of all the others. That's what I feel like. Apart from my top three, I don't know what to say about you, but apart from my top three, any song could have been in any place. Yeah, on this list. I get, so, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's, the fact where to put it. The album's great throughout. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, and for, for sure, me, this for sure. this song is such a high point. I love it. There's just yeah, lyrics mean nothing and everything at the same time. The way it builds. That's what I love about yeah. the Who. That gives little songs. Yes, because they can be. Yeah. They mix. I I read somewhere when reading about Lifehouse is they mix high art with low art, with like Tommy and yeah. stuff and Quadrophenia. They've got rock music. I think I read that too. Got... Yeah. Yeah. Besides the point, I love this track. I love how it builds at the end, especially. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 
it's it's the best build on the I know there's loads of like build ups with like Baba and all that, but mm. oh the way the way this song just flows. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And Keith yeah. Keith Moon goes crazy. Okay, yep, absolutely. This was your number three. The, the whole I rhythm Oh yeah. Yeah. The whole rhythm section goes crazy. There's that bass riff right at the start of the track. It's really cool. Really John cool. Ed Whistle was so creative with his riffs, or just just any bass line that he ever did. He was so creative with it. He always made it his own. I know. He's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I, I'm the least he... favorite one in this band. People give a shit about me the least. I'm gonna do this my way. And I know. that's what I loved about him. He was, so, he he was just so great. About his instrument. Like, he had his own string wound, like, specifically for his bass. I know. That, That's, like, yeah. such a massive thing. You can't get much better than that. Yeah. Right. Also, about this track, actually, mm. um, I read somewhere, this is probably going to blow your mind. I know. What sounds, like, I can sort of see this. It sounds loads, like, live and let die. Yeah, it does. Literally. It, yeah. <laughs> that that like, yeah, that makes complete sense. I heard that in in another podcast and I was like, oh my god. There's a symphony that I hear in your heart sets my head reeling. But I'm in tune. Right in tune. I'm in tune. Number five. Number five. Um, number Behind five. Blue Eyes. This is like one of the biggest tracks. Yeah, Where'd you put, put it at number six. Why? Fight. Me at six. Well, yeah, how come? I think it's a great. It's a great track. I love the two the, the two minute mark where the drums come in and the bass and it just yeah, yeah. that's brilliant and um, the. I think the lyrics push it down quite a few spaces for me personally because yeah. they just seem really like no one struggles but me really indulgent. Yeah. They and... seem quite basic <laughs> in a way. I know. Mm. And that doesn't really vibe with me much. Like like Emily's on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I put this mm. in number four because I I really enjoyed it and it's good that on this amazing rock album and what like for for the time as well it was it was nice to like hear some sort of sympathetic track yeah. in my opinion but yeah it's interesting um, where it, it's interesting where it is in sort of like the lifehouse um, concept as well because this I think don't quote me on this please. I think this comes from the perspective of the um, like the villain, the the fascist leader, and it's yes, and it's sort of saying right. like, yeah, and it's saying like, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean all this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure, but thinking about it that way is quite, it's quite um, eye opening. Yeah, it is. I it's really yeah. It's like um, it's a sort of insight into like how 
the who managed to get through what they went through at the yeah. time yes because they did they did a lot in the early 70s yes loads. including tommy which that must have taken a good and at least two years quadrophenia came out two years after this yeah there you go plus they no. didn't they do um i don't know if this was the 60s or 70s i can never remember but then they do um mick jagger's thing they did a movie with mick jagger and the rolling stones Really? Like, oh no! Um, the Rock and yeah, Roll think... Circus. Yes, yes they did. That. Yeah, yes. So that yeah, was they... a lot of pressure on them as well. Did they perform a quick one while he's away? I think it was. That's like yeah. a ten in itself. That's a mini opera in itself. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yeah. And and they're just such... yeah. They're such a crazy like four piece, and considering like it's basically a power trio. In Three instrumentalists. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. I love the who. Anyway. Anyway. Number yeah. four. Number four. I'm going to have to direct this one on to you because this is my wife. Woo! <laughs> Would you have a number <laughs> I don't two? know. I put this at number two. This, Tell when I, I watched um, The Who Live at Kilburn in 77, mm. and it was... It was mind blowing the amount of like amazing covers that they did, and also the way that they they went into this. Um, Roger did this really, really respectful, nice, kind hearted intro into this song, saying, "I think he actually as well congratulated John on how well he did with this song because really? Roger loved it." Yeah, that's right. And then they then listening to the lyrics. Because it's about it's about John um not being home in ages and how his right his wife is running after him and gonna hunt him down with a machine gun. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> yeah, so hearing the lyrics was funny and even though it's funny, it was really powerful music as well in the horn section. It was proper like, wow, this is great. I put it at number two for that reason. By his ex wife for this song. Sorry? John Entwistle got sued by his ex-wife because he made this song. I know that as well, and I'm very pissed off <laughs> by doing that. That's because... hilarious. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, but such such a great song, and it's really catchy as well. You see, I put this song at number seven. Yeah, why? My... I'm very angry at you as well. Well, now you put get into it. Um, all right, fine. All right, yeah, we'll make a deal on that. I think yeah. with this track, naturally, it's out of place a little bit because one, yeah, I agree. John wrote it. No, three reasons. One, John wrote it. Two, I don't like his vocals. Not, See, not, I not disagree. I think they're great. I think they fit in perfect. Fair, fair. The, I, with the whole image of the Who, I think they're just yeah, great. I just don't. It doesn't really click with me. His like in this song, I'd say because things like Boris the Spider and like other stuff like that are really great tunes. But hands yeah, down, one of my vocals... favorite Who songs. Wait, what? Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's like hands down one of my favorite Who songs, Boris the Spider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember when I told you, 
I told you that Boris the Spider exists. They actually made a song called Boris the Spider. And you were like, oh no, are you kidding? And I actually said it to you and you were like amazed. No, you didn't. I found um, that on my own. If anything, no. I told you about who songs. No. Right. I'm not having really? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> and anyway. <laughs> yeah. And number three, this was the only song on um, Who's Next, which actually wasn't intended for Lifehouse. And that yeah. just naturally, like lyrically, it just sets it apart from the rest of the track list. That's, that's very understandable. Yeah, of course. Because it's about hating your wife. <laughs> no, no, no. It's about but, your, white ha- your wife hating you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Same thing, but same difference. Even have. Wow, that's so sad. I know. So I start a GoFundMe yeah. page. <laughs> Help get Daniel a wife. <laughs> <laughs> some rubbish uh, like yeah. that. Yeah, th- this song really, th- this song clicked for me. And as soon as I found out it was on this album, alongside Baba O'Reilly and um, Who Won't Get Fooled Again. Like, mm. yeah, it, that just. Oh, that top tip, that proper top tip for me. I like the French horn. Oh yeah, the horn section's just. I like the French yeah. horn. And the fact that was that was yeah. John Entwistle's first um, instrument. <laughs> Believe I it or know, not, yeah, it's great. And the fact the fact that John managed to create this that was able to work and it worked really well. That's astonishing as well. Have you heard Heinz baked beans by the Who? Yeah, I have. I hate it. <laughs> what? No, that's got some really good horn work from John. Just the simple, you know what I mean? It's just, oh. oh, yeah. John did amazing. It's just the song just upsets me. You upset me. Right, number three. Um, <laughs> number three. Uh, number um, three. Top three. Yeah, top three. This Bargain. 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 You put this middle of the road at five. Tell me, what makes it middle of the road? Yes, tell I me. I really like... Wait, what? where does it come? Yeah, it's second. I really, yeah. really liked the the guitar, the reverse guitar at the beginning. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. I love the intro. So do I. Yeah, that... The way it's... What topped it for me? It's like... The guitar intro. It's psychedelic... Definitely. And it just goes into a hard rocker, which that really like yeah. I really like that. And the whole thing about it's the best I ever had. That's such a good hook. The whole yeah. the whole lyrics and like it's just a great tune. It's a great rocker. I put this at four because you know I put it at five hook. because yeah, as much as. It was a little bit strange and just only ever so slightly out of place. I remember I was listening to it because my record player speaker broke. I plugged my headphones in one night. I listened to Baba O'Reilly. I was like, yeah, that's just, Baba's the best one. I was saying that to myself and I was chatting about it. And then that came on and I, I didn't, I just forgot I was listening to the album. I thought I was listening to someone else. (laughs) Yeah. the guitar riff and all the drums and stuff it sounds so clean it's like it literally could have been written yesterday i know that's what's great about like albums like this and all of like the classics yeah it's like you can just sort of they just withstood the test of time and like we're like really young it's, it's not even it's 
not even from our generation and we're, and we're talking about them today <laughs> like yeah well, yeah but we're nerds, they, so yeah we're nerds we're nerds yeah. we're still good dude. it's like that it's like it's like the movie yesterday like if the beatles just completely didn't exist and then they and then if they were all still alive and they grouped together like it's the same 20 year olds they were but like in the 2010s or something you just know it's that kind of music that would immediately catch on and people would that that's what would change people would because people are still listening album. to the beatles everywhere if they made the white album in 2018 they would be absolutely like oh yeah from they'd be... <laughs> yeah no one made what they were in 2018 exactly exactly anyway like, I, yeah I that's the same with the who you could have yeah. they could have written it yesterday and it still would have just gone it was it was still would have skyrocketed in popularity in selling points everything if you, without a doubt if you think so which it technically did because a couple of years ago freaking one direction stole the intro to Baba o'reilly and we'll get we'll get into it um, yeah The best I ever had. The best I ever had. Number two. Number two. Who won't get fooled again? Yeah. Won't get fooled again. This was my number three. This was Israel's my number, number one. one. Yeah. Go on, explain yourself. Oh my god. What an epic. Agreed. It like eight and a half minutes, and not a single second should be chopped off. It no, so well the the hook in the chorus, the the synths. I haven't spoken about the synths in this hour. The synths throughout flow really well. Yes, and especially for the time because 1971 synthesizers were sort of seen as like a novelty and more used as like a lead instrument. Indeed, but, yeah. The Who, what they did is they turned it into like sort of like another, like a rhythm guitar almost. They like yeah, they did. It was amazing. Yeah, and the way that and the way that this song uses it and revolutionizes like the use of the synths and like Keith's drumming and the bass and oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, especially um, seven seven something minute mark where they've got like that little break. And then Roger Daltrey, you get like Keith Moon doing like drum fills, and Roger Daltrey just comes in with like the, the massive scream. That's just like. Yes. Ah! I love it. Mm, definitely. Yeah. It, it was, it's one of those songs that was. Yeah. It's one of those songs that was kind of repetitive, but it worked so well because after like the repeating of it, you'd have this whole new extravaganza. Where yes. just like a whole bunch of new things would happen. I know. Yeah. And it was, mm. this song, in terms of Lifehouse, um, this song was, it literally was like the second to last, like the finale battle of like, yeah. you know, the concerts happening, the government's invading, all this yada yada. And it it just sort of represents sort of like a conflict and it sounds like it as well, which yeah. is just what it just makes it extra, extra crunchy for me. Extra crunchy. Hats off to Indeed. the heat. It is marvelous. Oh yeah, <laughs> genuinely, I love it. 
They could easily be my favorite band ever. Oh, that's a statement. Mm-hmm. That is a statement. You hearing this, man? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. It's I'll just... keep that one in mind. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep that one in mind. And this is yeah. this is their top. This is their top album. Oh, oh yeah, by far. Easy. It's yeah. All right. Yes. Number one. Top. One top of, my, of the... One of my top ten songs oh. of all time. Yes. Top of the charts. I... Yes. My number one, Jack's number two. It is Baba O'Reilly. There is so much I could say about this song, but I won't. You have that. Well, we're here. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but... Um, quite interesting. The synth line was um, it was auto-generated. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... find that amazing. I know. I don't know how what what machine was used to create it or that, but it was um, it was a lowery keyboard. It was like a really? okay. five oh seven, I think. Lowery five oh seven. Okay. Yeah. I know that much. Well, um flipping what they did is they basically inputted into a machine some like health details about the band themselves. And they put mm. that through a machine and got the um, got the synthesizer to generate the Barbara O'Reilly synth line just off of their health details, which is really yeah intriguing to me because that's the whole point of Lifehouse in that like it's trying to find a tune that represents everyone, like everyone has their own individual melody or tune. Absolutely. That's like significant to them, and the way <laughs> that that just encompasses the whole meaning is really cool to me. Yeah, really great. And I'll tell you what, the tunes are banger. So, oh yeah, <laughs> this this has got to be like the, the one of the who that no, you know what? Scrap it. This has got to be the who's best song. Oh really? I I, I, I see know. no reason why Fair it enough. wouldn't be. All right, all right. I'll let I can see for Miles have a word of that, but you know we'll leave that on the other side. What was that about One Direction ripping this off? Yes, right. The beginning of best song ever. Basically, mm. took the intro, changed yeah. up the key, yeah, and the drum fill and everything. Yeah, and they basically just yeah. And okay. I think I think the Who actually tried to. No, the Who took them to court, but sadly and really, really pissingly, the Who lost. Oh yeah. <laughs> either either they lost or One Direction did, obviously. But I I, I yeah. can never remember Who because the the Who have had quite a few troubles like that with like yeah. people sampling sampling their songs or stealing stuff. Yes. And and yeah, so that kind of annoyed me. Mm-hmm. But anything to take one direction to court. <laughs> yeah. I'm not oh, Harry Styles like you. But... I forgot to mention, just really quickly on the topic of one direction. Yeah. <sighs> I was with my niece the other day, right? And um yeah. we were having a conversation and yeah. one of my friends walked past and he said yeah. each day more and more 
you look like Harry Styles, and I don't see that at all, <laughs> by the way. But you said, I mean, you, you look more and more like Harry Styles each day. You said it. I was like, oh, and and then I was like, I looked down at my niece, and she obviously looked confused. I was like, Harry Styles from One Direction. You know One Direction? And she and this this turned my blood cold. Genuinely turned my blood cold. It really upset me. She was like, Who's One Direction? <laughs> I died right there and then because considering how famous they got in such little time it was like oh my god I it's happening that that, yeah I... it's a blessing and it's like yeah we but like One Direction they were, they're so close to the newer generation and the fact that some of them are just just don't know who they are it's really scary to me because a couple of years ago if you'd have said that oh my god you you wouldn't hear the end of it White boy rants about One Direction. <laughs> I don't even like them that much. Don't cry. Don't raise your eyes. It's only teenage wasteland. Sally, take my hand. Travel south. So, Daniel, what so, do you think overall, like, out of 10? Hmm. It's difficult because the album definitely had its highs and its lows. Yes. I mean, put it this way. Do you think it's the best in the Who's discography? Most likely, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would definitely agree. And um, so easily solid nine, fair, yeah. fair. fair. Did, Tell me it why had, it had so many high points, and exactly like what I said with um, Bridge Over Troubled Water, it was really nostalgic because I used to listen to Baba, yeah, it just sounded it was it sounded so much fun, and it really is, yeah, and. The high and low yeah. points of this album, even if they are high and low points, it all together it just adds up to one of the biggest high points. Fair for me. Fair. And yeah, that's why I'm gonna give this a nine out of ten. Because nice. it's just easily one of my favourite albums of all time. Yeah. I I am going to say this album to me is a good eight and a half. Okay. The way, the way that they've pieced together all the tracks from such a scattered project that, not gonna lie, ended in shambles. Yeah. And the way that they made this absolute killer nine-track piece of like explosive material, basically, it's just a. I really like it. It's really powerful. Yeah. It's got its like somber points. It's got the lyrics definitely are great. Sure, it might have one or two like duds, but to me, yeah, they did. Yeah, and they did such a good job from like having it as like you said, such a scattered out project and such a palaver. And the fact that they managed 
it's beyond no it's great yeah yeah what a band what a band what a band good way yes. to i think that's the same we've lost two of us it is what? it really is and the two best ones as well tragically i know yeah yeah but yeah that is now the Roger Dalton needs to stop crap like that <laughs> yeah I find it really funny how Roger Daltrey was partnered with John Bishop on um, Celebrity Gogglebox. That's like the most oh, obscure really? pick you could have chosen. Yeah, really? John Bishop. He's like John Bishop's like a forty-year-old comedian from Liverpool, and then you have, <laughs> and then you have Roger Daltrey, wow. who's like one of the biggest rock stars in history, and just like that is the most absurd thing ever. I got to watch that. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, it's amazing brilliant yeah <laughs> well anyway nice. thank you thank you everyone so much for listening this, i think this is the perfect Appreciate reincarnation it. to our podcast we're going to try and get as many episodes out as possible from yes. here on and Keep going uh, uh, feel free to dm us on instagram with any album suggestions that um you'd like to hear you know um, you know our instagram you know, you know it's, it's it. exactly the same as the youtube um we're also on tiktok so give us a and follow spotify. there if you want. Not- and spotify we are on both Spotify and YouTube, whichever one you're listening on, go and listen to us on the other one. Yes, and we can always try and put this on SoundCloud as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys care enough. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. thank you so much for listening. I've been Daniel. Sure. I've been joined by Jack today. Peace um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love.